Hi, I'm Liz from The Beths. And I'm John from The Beths. And we are going to be talking about our new record, Expert in a Dying Field. Talk me through how long you've been working on this record. I guess it's been a couple of years since Jump Rope Gazers came out. So when did this one get started? The earliest songs that are on this record are, I probably wrote in, in the year 2020. Although there are fragments that kind of come from earlier, like there's a song, uh, Knees Deep, that I had the kind of idea for and some of the lines were there in 2018, which uh, I then kind of like repurposed the kind of concept. So there are things like that and that predate and, you know, subject matter kind of is all over the place like you know I feel like sometimes you write songs that are drawing from old experiences and things like that so it's hard to say when the process starts but um it started probably in earnest in like late 2020 and I, I wrote a lot of the songs in early 2021. What's it like looking back on your second record? Uh that's it's really interesting because the way it was released mid-pandemic like we weren't able to tour it and for a long time we were a bit nervous about it and uh, didn't really know you 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 wish you can tour it so that you can kind of recontextualize it for yourself and um let fans of the band decide for you what the reception is and and what your view of it is uh in the fullness of time you kind of replace your own anxieties about it with other people's gratitude at you having put it out there you know so it was hard not having that in a really immediate way I mean eventually we did get to tour it in New Zealand which was really great and now this year we've kind of gotten to take it around the world and, and it feels like we've kind of put a bow on that record by playing it in, in the US and in the UK There was obviously a lot of pressure on Jump Rope Gazers following the first record. Did you feel the same way going into your third album? Some of it, but I think a little less. I think a lot, most of that pressure seemed to have been... A, that particular kind of pressure was kind of alleviated. There was a, yeah, a still a pressure because we, you know, we weren't sure at that point when we started working on it whether the momentum that had been taken out of the sales by like not touring for a couple of years would ever come back, you know, like that was not a guarantee. But um, yeah, so I guess we were just like trying to make as good a record as we possibly could and make a record that we were really, that we really felt proud of and um, that we were excited to tour and kind of whatever eventuality. And the kind of like fuck you attitude of having been through a pandemic kind of sets in a little bit as well of like, well, you know, we've got, we came pretty close to this whole thing being completely taken away from us. And so this is what we want to do. We're just going to do it. 
Coming off the back of Jump Rope Gazers, was there anything you wanted to experiment with on this record that you hadn't done before? Yeah, I mean, there's, it's like lots of little things, you know, that like, I feel like maybe aren't that interesting to talk about. It's like, <laughs> when you're talking about the music that we make, I feel like it's quite dis- distinct, like it's almost quite formulaic, you know, it's guitar music and there are kind of rules almost as like what we, what makes a best song a best song. And so we're pushing things out so slightly, you know, slightly different feels like tempos that we haven't played before and but like I don't know lots of little things kind of along those lines lyrically it's like experimenting with cautious optimism which is like not really a place I've really felt comfortable before yeah it's it's I guess it's a thousand small um, little experimentations that hopefully don't make it feel too unfamiliar I did notice that expert overall feels a bit more uptempo was that something you had in mind from the beginning yeah it's curious that you say that because I, I do wonder what the average tempo is because it's also got, you know, a couple of songs that are on the slowest end of the spectrum that we've ever done. Yeah, you know, there's a song, When You Know You Know, that's, uh, I think that's currently the slowest tempo that we've got, but it doesn't feel slow because it still feels upbeat, I guess. But yeah, we were, we were trying to make something that was fun and upbeat, I think, just after, after everything, you know, <laughs> and I feel like this is maybe a sentiment that a lot of people were expressing, like, we just wanted to make music that would be really fun to play, fun to express, fun to listen to. I feel like tempo goes along with that, but it's more like feeling, I think, and arrangement. You were locked down here in Auckland for a bit, right? What sort of effect did that have on your end? It had a, a huge effect. Um, we, we started tracking like halfway through last year, and then it, we were like what felt like halfway through the record and kind of having a crisis of confidence in, uh, in what we were making. Like We weren't sure if it was... If it was good, if it was what we wanted, and then that's when the like the August lockdown um, started, and we were like, oh well, maybe if, if this is just two weeks or three weeks, then you know, I'll write some stuff, rewrite some stuff, you know, we can work together on on, on these demos and like try and figure out a way to turn this into the album we want it to be. And um, of course, it ended up being a lot longer, um, mostly up, up until the rest of the year. So yeah, but I, and during that time, the album became a lot better like we we demoed some stuff out remotely and i wrote like three or four more songs three of which uh, made it onto the album in the end and we rewrote kind of sections of other songs that like kind of weren't working and made them work (laughs) i guess and yeah it felt really felt like we had enough time to live with the album and like bring it all together and kind of give it a heart and give it a a a center and, and and a point a purpose you know where before we were doing the classic thing actually of just trying to scrape together the songs you have and just assemble them without really like having any meaning behind it which let's not say that like we were scraping together everything we had like i'd been trying to write like 20 songs since the start of the year and we were going with what we thought were the best songs it just gave us the luxury of having a few more pieces to work with and then you can kind of we, we could put it together more thoughtfully I spoke with Katie from Dateline a few weeks ago for Long Player, and I'm teeing up a chat with Hans Puckett about No Drama, both of which you worked on, John. Uh, do you have any different mindsets when it comes to helping out on production for other people's records than when it comes to producing music for the bets? I definitely try to be sensitive to what different people are trying to do and and want from their music. Um, and like the best is quite specific, yeah. Like the, I think I really was deeply involved in making the Hans Pocket record and was so committed and um, put a huge amount of myself 
into that album while still being trying to be a really good listener to Ollie. In some ways, I think Ollie and Liz are similar people and musicians in, in the regard that like they are both hugely rewarding people if you listen very intently and uh, try to make space for them. I think you and Ollie, Liz, you, you both maybe um, could be trampled if you were insensitively produced because that's what we're talking about. People with quiet voices or something. Yeah, people with quiet voices, but whom, you know, you have to just decide, like, I'm going to, if this person is ever expressing something that they like, you know, if there's ever a positive expression in the room from this person, like, this has to be taken really seriously because those those sorts of really positive things are not put out there in in a way that's really super extroverted and really obvious to everybody. But if you pick up on it, then that's like the guiding force for an album. Uh, and so in some ways, I think Ollie and Liz, I, tr- I treat those projects similarly. And then, but Katie is great and is really great at expressing herself for Dateline stuff. It's a little bit less of a gentle process. It's a bit more of a, um, of yeah, just throwing throwing some ideas at it and um, seeing if if I can contribute to things and, and yeah just trying to find some contributions and get the get the project to the end in a yeah in a in a good in a good way. You've been headed out on tour a bit more these last 6 months. What was it like to get back on the road and what did you notice had changed since you last toured overseas? It's been it's been really great like for the most part, you know, it's it's been a mixed bag and like so much has changed since like I don't know if you remember um, earlier this year there was uh, there was January and February and March like it feels like forever ago but um, you know like just like, things were so different in, in January to February to March and then like we were, we were away and we kind of came back in what was it April or something and uh, and it just felt like we came back to a different country we, we left to a country where we weren't sure if we'd be able to get back into the country at all and by the time we came back there was nothing required of us and we could just fly into the country and that was like a five six week tour i don't know a lot changed and the most recent tour we went went on the one we just came back from in the states was i don't know it was really great um the enthusiasm is 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 strong and for for music and i don't know we just had a great time people are people are lovely and our, our audience is quite a sweet audience you know like mask wearing and stuff is not compulsory anymore but we just have some signs up that ask people to wear them and and like most well, a lot of people do and they do it for us you know like um and it's it's sweet of them let's get into the album then expert in a dying field this is the title and opening track of the record what's the importance behind this one for the title track it was just like um it felt similar as to future me hates me it just felt like uh we could have tried to call the album something else but this was just like the obvious contender it's just like a a phrase that feels so um loaded with whatever meaning that you, you you want to load it with and you know the song has a particular meaning you know the phrase expert in a dying field referring to kind of like when you are in the process of like learning how to love someone you kind of learn all this stuff about them and uh if that relationship ends you just have to figure out what to do with that accumulation of knowledge yeah so then it it, it just felt like you could then take that and apply that to basically anything particularly to do with like kind of living in the world and how like you you kind of think you know how to exist and the rules of the world that you live in and then everything can change and you don't know the rules anymore so it felt like the right contender and then i don't know but but it started the record is hard there's so many ways you can bring people into the into a record and we've done it before and really like really dropping people in in an exciting way this is the um maybe the first time we've kind of like eased people in 
and with the intro to the song just being kind of a bit um a bit more of a ramp i think by the end of the song you've gone on a bit of a journey and i think it it's maybe a bit of an overture in that way can we erase our history is it as easy as this plausible deniability i swear i've never heard of it and i can close the door on us but the room still exists and i know you're in it hours of phrases i've memorized thousands of lines on the page all of my notes in a desolate pile i haven't touched in
yeah so knees deep i i remember um between like the very two first tours that we did in 2018 because it was too expensive to fly home so we stayed in like this very cheap town in, in spain and there's a little swimming hole and i think i had the idea for the song then but just like couldn't really make it work until now uh, and it's about like how if you are like me you're the kind of person who wants to wants to go swimming i want to go swimming but it's really cold and it takes me a long time to get in and i'm like walk in a little bit and then kind of like complain and then like go in a little bit more and eventually i'm swimming but it just like it's embarrassing and i hate it and i wish i could just dive straight in so that's kind of what the conceit of the song is and of course you can extrapolate that to just be that i'm also the kind of person who overthinks basically everything um <laughs> even things that i really want to do and so yeah it's just it's that song and it came together kind of late last year when it was like a late addition to the record and i think once we'd written it i think it was like a turning point where it felt like this is what the album had been missing breath of fresh air and it's you know a bit of levity as well watching light
Silence is Golden was the first taster that listeners had of the record. How do you usually pick out your lead single? Yeah, picking singles is kind of hard, but it's, uh, you know, we, we, we kind of like get, get opinions from some people and get some reactions, but you just don't know until you put something out there. Um, so it's good to go with something like, like this song where it just feels like you're going to command a little bit of space, you know, be a little bit assertive, um, but also hopefully uh, bring people along with you in in having a bit of a blast and, you know, timing wise, just shaking off, shaking, shaking off some of the anxieties of the last last little while by rocking along to a song about some overwhelming anxieties. <laughs> yeah, it feels a bit of catharsis is a good way to kind of start the, the process of releasing new music rather than kind of creeping in slowly. <laughs> yeah, drop yourself in. It's kind of a, a zag for us. It's one of the zags on the record that's like, you know, different sound to what we normally do. Yeah, so best left is like, I think the main refrain in the song is some things are best left to rot, which is 
I don't know. It was something that I was thinking a lot about, I think, in, I guess, late 2020, early 2021, about just, like, holding on to kind of pain and, and, and trauma. And, like, there obviously, there are everyone's situations are different, but I feel like there are some situations where you can kind of, kind of t- keep digging and digging through old, awful experiences. And sometimes you just need to kind of let things go because it's you can be doing that in an unhealthy in a way that's not helpful or something or just like endlessly not even your own trauma but it feels like there's an uh, there's an element in that's maybe about doom doom scrolling as well of just like kind of digging yourself deeper and deeper into into pain and um that sometimes you just have to kind of let things lie Put it up from the wet ground i couldn't stop to find out some things are best left to right If I knew this I'd be left down But I'm already
when you know you know is kind of our version of doing a radio rock song from the mid to late 1990s or something but then these days like those feels come out with just like a tinge of americana or something which seems to be quite pervasive in indie rock at the moment and like i i like that song because i feel like all of these things are coming together but then it still just feels like a beth song like it still kind of has a um bit of an unusual turn about it and then um and then kind of a classic bethsy chorus but it's doing things that are that are unusual to us but also kind of um relevant to the music that's around us and i don't know it's a, just i it just feels like an interesting way to interact with the the music that's around us at the moment
Yeah, so this one, a friend of ours who we played it to described it as like, feels like it's like an, an offcut from the first EP we ever made or something like that. Like it feels like a early, almost early Beths or something. Yeah, it's like, I don't know, it's a spewing of like <laughs> anxieties and like things that I, it's like a list of things that I'm, I was afraid of and in a way that like doesn't have an, a grand overarching like particular journey or um, it doesn't, you, it feels like you can't really sum the song up that well but there's a lot of music that I love that kind of it almost feels like a list of things that you, you just I love those Kolpo songs that are just like you know like you're the top or something and it's just it doesn't feel quite the same as that but um but the song is just an excuse for some good wordplay I told you that I was afraid that I would have a bad trip for
putting a song at the end is a real statement, eh? It's um, it's like you're either saying like this is worthy of being the closer, or sometimes you're saying like this is like if you get here, then this is for you to enjoy. You know, like it's 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 a little different. We recorded it like really late one night in the stairwell behind the studio just because it's got this really great reverb and so we drag the drum kit down and all the amps down and normally we record in a quite structured way you know like we'll sometimes record the rhythm section instruments live then we layer up sounds and you know we make a studio recording but this one was maybe as close to like a live recording as, as, as we've ever made yeah we were all just in the stairwell and we didn't really have that much of a plan and we kind of just let, let the song happen and um but yeah, it's a, it's a special song. It's kind of I think I wrote it in the middle of the night during the during the lockdown last year. Kind of like got up and put it down into my phone and onto a paper, and then went back to sleep. And it was there in the morning. Do you feel it? Feel it like you did back then. Two a.m. We were pounding the pavement, and I wonder, could we be that way again? Still awake, talking late in the kitchen There's a song that never fails to make you cry So we stared straight ahead for the whole time And the future never seemed to be as bright as it was in the glow of your
pavement Do you feel it, feel it like you did back then 2am we were pounding the pavement